Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Gauri B. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's like, yeah, okay. All good, all good. Gauri B is like you prefer to have a B as your stage name. You've got yeah. a longer surname, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I just think it's like it's got like a nice ring to it, like Gauri B. It does. Gauri B. Gauri B. It sounds yeah. like a. It's like a bit like Cardi. Yeah, everybody says that. And I was like, I think I was first. I don't know. <laughs> I think like age-wise, that's impossible, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she that's definitely. True. Yeah, it's not. You're not. In first. my head, I still think I was first. Yeah, you know, I like it's it. like, yeah, it's very original. I think it's original. I don't think, I think I probably heard of her, but it's still me. I don't think I stole it. No, I don't. Well, the thing is, I also get called Anna B. Like, oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anna, Anna B. B. Yeah, yeah. 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 A B. Anna B. A B. A B. Mm. A B is nice. <laughs> and Anna B is also nice. It's, yeah. it's, it's not Anna, Anna B. B. Yeah, Anna I like B. I like it. The B is a is a it's a good it's a good surname letter. Like what you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like a nice way to end it. B. <laughs> and then you Queen can add an B. adjective as well. Like what? Like Anna B. Chilling. Glory <laughs> <laughs> B. Glory B. Styling. Yeah, comedy, gory be comedy, gory Anna be, be comedy. Go, gory be funny. <laughs> yeah, please be funny. Why don't you try that? Why don't you be funny? No, no I mean like as in, you know, like like ghetto t- talk, like uh, I'd be hungry, you know, like uh, you'd be funny. Ooh, yeah. yeah, 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 that's that's it. Ghetto talk. But that is, is that an adjective? Yeah, that's an adjective, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is. I'm so glad we're already onto grammar. That's uh sexy i love grammar oh my god i love grammar do you speak do you speak german yes you do speak german yeah are you gonna do german comedy no well, that's a very <laughs> definitive <laughs> rejection yeah, it is i i just learned german because i wanted to have a respectable job that would pay my bills so yeah. i could do comedy on the side mm-hmm. and honestly who needs comedy in, I, I think german comedians don't want to do comedy in german you know that's why they also do it in English. Oh, there, there are a few that are really um, happy with German comedy and don't want to do it in English. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Okay. <laughs> the, two, the two guys that run the show on Sunday evening at the Wall here. We're again recording at the Wall Comedy um, and in Friedrichshain. Thank you, Josta Fau. No, his name is Foster Yao. That's the... <laughs> I'm not hungover at all. I'm, I've got it not together. I'm no. so sharp right now. Totally. Totally Totally. But uh, they are super into, uh, Falk and Hans are like, they're like, German comedy is a thing. <laughs> and they love it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's, they, that's, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And they've really encouraged me to do it. And I really enjoy doing it. And wow. they, they really need more women. Like every comedy scene needs more women. Yeah. But the German comedy scene really also needs more. Wo- and so like, it's it's very satisfying making a crowd laugh. In German. Oh, yeah. Yeah, making a German crowd laugh. Yeah, in yeah. German. Like, yeah. using their language yeah. against them to make them do what they don't want to do. revenge, motherfuckers. <laughs> Seriously, it feels like it, the level of satisfaction I get. I love, like, when I have a really great English so- show, amazing. But when I when I do well in German, it's just like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> the buzz is like, it's just so much stronger. Because yeah. I've overcome so much more to get that result. Yeah, so much fear mm-hmm. and just history and hard work. And and shame, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> the amount of judgment you yeah. get for, you know, speaking poor German. Yeah. Like like foreigners don't realize, unless foreigners don't realize. Okay, wow, that sounded Immigrants. terrible. But like people who live in, you know, people like Germans don't realize how how forgiving we are of English of their English. That's true. They don't realize how and everyone here forgets that, you know, English native English speakers are so forgiving of mis- we I don't correct anybody. Like yeah. unless I really don't understand them and they're like, yeah. "Oh, you mean that? You, yeah. you missed you didn't mispronounce that. That was just different, you know? Yeah. Wow." Um <laughs> <laughs> So where are you? Where are you from? Melbourne. Ah, no way. Yes way. Where- but you're so nice. Oh, thank you. Like- <laughs> you don't like Melbourneians? No, I do, but some of them are just racist. Oh, yeah, no, a lot of... Actually, Melbourneans are the least racist of the Australians. Ah, okay, so what's, like, the most racist part? We would say, like, uh, I would say the west or the north. Okay, so, like, what city is that? I could say Brisbane... Gold Coast. Let's say Gold, Gold, Coast. Coast. Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Gold Coast is racist. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. the gold and the... I don't it's know. That's that's an unfair thing to say, but... Um, yeah, I mean, like, just like... The, yeah, the stereotype. Stereotype, The yeah. further away you get from, like, the main economic centers... Yeah. Or cultural centers, then the more racist. 
Oh yeah. yeah. You lived in London. Is that why you've got Soho in your in your Instagram name? Uh, no. No. Okay. No. Um, I have family in London. Mm-hmm. Me too. Oh, nice! Like close family or just my mom and my stepdad. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. So and a dog. Close. There's a dog. As there close too. as it gets. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah. And yeah. your family there? Yeah. So I have uh, my uncle is based in London, and so I go there for Christmas, New Year's, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. but Soho is just like whore. It's like short for whore. You reckon? That's so the whore. The whore. The whore. Yeah. Do, I like, like the prostitute, the sex worker, but I am not none of those things. It's not. just a you've sorry. never you never, never sold your body for money. For, no, no, no. You've got a beautiful Instagram profile. Thank you. Yeah, you've got some beautiful photos. Who who is taking your photos? It's a very very cool photographer called Felix, uh-huh. and I love his. I love the colors. He uses a film camera, yeah. and he has like a very cool eye. Yeah. And so your Instagram is. Uh, that's so it ho, was yeah or? it was that soho and now i just recently changed it to its gory b okay cool and i did it because a lot of people just didn't get yeah that it's uh obviously I'm a whore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no but like yeah it's like it's meant to be like super funny and empowering and now it's like also part of my bit where it's like because in india slut or prostitute is such a big insult you know it's like mm-hmm. it's not such a big insult actually it's the other way around it's uh every woman every woman with a job is a prostitute you know that's what they wow so like if you're getting is, paid you're you're only being you're only you've only got that position because someone wants to fuck you in that organization yeah or like, like you're that. wearing a certain kind of clothes or that you're sharp or you're too smart or you think you're too overconfident you know you're you're you're, you're a slut or whatever it's yeah. so easy to yeah. like just a woman with a thoughts and opinions or just like a woman just trying to be herself it's so easy to label them in a certain category that yeah. is that is you know just reduce them to their to their sexual you know potential or mm, yeah. just their physical yeah objectify yeah. them yeah and, yeah and i, I got so pissed there was a while where uh, you, you know i got so pissed that i was like fuck it i'm just gonna say that soho everything i do is slutty i am a slut Fuck it. Yeah, baby. Five. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like if you actually want to insult me, just say something that would really hurt. You know, like call me the mother of your children. That's like ew. You know, disgusting. <laughs> or call me a stay-at-home wife or something. That that would hurt me. I I. I I have so much respect for women that are homemakers, but that's just not for me. And yeah. that would hurt me. So call me that. But like, fuck it. I I call myself and my friends a slut. So yeah. like, fuck you. <laughs> Be yeah. creative. You gotta, yeah, you gotta, well, I'm very strong on reclaiming it. And my main thing in comedy is to really push sex positivity and to, yeah. you Adults know. only comedy. Yeah, Love exa- it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just to really like, ah, you know, guys can talk about their dicks and that's, and I love hearing about, men's penises like it's a you know i love that uh but we also need to have that balanced and you know and it's so interesting still some audiences that get so shocked by the mention of menstrual blood or get so shocked by like you know it still has such a shock factor talking about your pussy and it's like dude like every second comedian is talking about his dick like ah, let's normalize this come on yeah why not exactly yeah but you know sluts are being a slut uh, is uh is so it's so important like, <laughs> why wouldn't you fuck around and find out what you like doing or why wouldn't you just be able to express yourself and yeah. however you want yeah and also like why would you just use the word in a negative way why would somebody who's just like maybe you're just intimidated by that person because yeah. that person is super gorgeous and beautiful and just speaks her mind and you're just intimidated so you would have bring her down and you would just call her a slut and that's so stupid yeah it's it's what can we what can we call like do you have a thing that you say to, to so you're like you should call me this or this but do you have a thing that you say to people that use the word slut as a as a derogative like is there something you throw back at them no just like maybe the first insult that would come mm-hmm. to I my just, mind <laughs> i don't know this happened do you know that germany is actually also super conservative yeah it's like, <laughs> <laughs> of course i've been here six years yeah it's, it's very christian right yeah it's mm-hmm. like if you go to a small town because before i was in berlin i was uh, in a couple of small towns and i was in darmstadt and it was like a where were you in darmstadt is near darmstadt. frankfurt okay and uh, i studied there did my master's and i was just walking it was a hot hot summer day like touching 
36 37 degrees mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i was walking back from my boyfriend's house and i was wearing like i don't know like a skirt and like it's super hungover it was like a it was very it was not even like dressed up just like yeah. a skirt and like probably a sweatshirt and was walking and there was an 80 year old woman walking so slowly like with her stick and like when she came super close to me she called me something like douche lamper <gasps> okay and i i, I was <laughs> What? It took me a while yeah. to register what she said. I just kept on walking and I was like, what? Did she call me a schlamper? Is that slut? And then I just turned around and I was like, excuse me, what did you say? And it's like, she just started walking like faster. <laughs> I was like, Coward. Oh my. I so wanted to just kick her. Absolutely. Just take the stick away. See yeah, what happens. something like that. Yeah, but you're it's... the one holding a stick so tight. Uh, who's the slut? Uh, I don't yeah. know. It's so hard to come back, like yeah. get comebacks it's, in time. It's shocking. Yeah, it's like, Ah, it makes me so angry. It makes me so angry. Or even it makes me really angry just also when men, um, men on the street will say something like, um, even if they just look at me and they're like, oh, you know, like, mm, or something like that. I'm just like, fuck you. Fuck you. Like, I want to fight them. It's like. Yeah. (sighs) No, I think it's important to call it out because every time somebody tries to say anything on the street and sometimes it comes super close to you and they whisper in your ear and then they walk away so that only you hear it but they do it in a public place so i just always turn around and i just shout i was like i always like excuse me what did you say can you repeat it can you say it once more yeah and then the person is always like surprised like what sorry i what do you mean and like he's like nothing happened but i think it's so important to call it out so that they like before they do it once again, they think the consequences yeah, of exactly. like something can happen. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can. yeah, it's not consequence free. And uh, oh, I just hate how it also, it just immediately makes you feel objectified and reduced. And it's like, you couldn't even have an intelligent conversation with me probably. Like you are not at my level intellectually probably. You like, you could never even touch me. So fuck you for, yeah, reducing me to this sexual object in a public place. You have no right to even look at me like that. Like, okay, you can look at me like that, but do not, don't you dare interact with me with your mouth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Makes me so angry. Um, my nose is running. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how long um how long have you been outside of India? Uh, that would be now. So I moved to Germany in 2016. Okay. Same as me. 16. Yeah. That was the year. Okay, yeah. you moved from Australia to Berlin. I moved from Melbourne to Berlin January 14th, 2016. I was in October, August. I win. You win. <laughs> you win. And you went straight to this little shitty town <laughs> to do your masters. No, I went to Munich to do an internship. Uh huh. And then to Darmstadt, and then to Berlin. And how long was it before? Were you already doing comedy in India? No. No, no. I, I started in uh, Darmstadt. I love how many. Like, I love the stories of of you know Indian women coming to Germany and ended up doing comedy. Like, I think it's like I'm just I'm an Australian woman that you know left Australia and ended up doing comedy in Germany. But I um I love it because the uh Anshita you and Abi you guys are like there's such a I love how violent your comedy is <laughs> like I love it like my comedy is extremely dark yeah, and yeah. I love combining death with sex and just the, the you know how much um danger is in women's lives and you know all and sexual yeah. you know um education reproduction all of this stuff and yeah I love all three of you guys how like balls to the wall your your stuff is it's great yeah i think it's like although because we grew up in such a regressive patriarchy that when you come here and i I don't know if you would have done this back in india too i've never i've never been in the comedy scene there so i don't know what it's like but i think it's uh, i think yeah i think it's when you're when you grow up in an environment that just sort of pushes you down and you have no escape and then you come here where you just you have like you start to find your voice and then it's just like no boundaries no yeah. barriers which is so liberating yeah it's so what good. about you what's the scene in australia the scene i've done com- i've been back twice since i moved here and each time i did comedy and i do i do like the scene there's some great people um it's getting bigger and bigger like uh i think the pandemic also you know really like um yeah heated up the scene quite a bit and there's even more comics haven't been back since the pandemic hit but um i 
I've said this a few times and I don't want it to sound like a criticism of Australia or, or Australians, but it's also the same in the UK. And I think if and when I go to the States, I will also have this criticism. It's that uh, n when you're in a native English speaking country, the comedy, because everyone can access it, the comedy becomes very, people want really local references and they want this sort of self-reference based comedy and uh, what I love about Europe is that everyone is in like yes you have some local references but you can't talk just about you know you don't like in most audiences here we have tourists we have people from you know other cities you can't just talk about the different neighborhoods of Berlin yeah. and specific things about Berlin like you've got to make it universal and there's yeah. so there's a there's a I don't want to use the word purity because that's you know highly politically uh, problematic in Germany but there's a there's a universality to the comedy that you do in Europe because every no one shares exact uh, cultural references except the references that everyone in the world can share yeah. so it, there might be a little bit more like a little bit more european of course there's a european flavor to it because instead of like different cities we've got different countries and so there's uh, national stereotypes but yeah i really love the how universally you can talk whereas when you're in australia it's like a lot of comedians are really just and it's fine but i i'm less interested in that really specific self-referential you know geographically situated comedy yeah because i've i totally agree yeah i i don't think it can because maybe the dream is or what more comedians aim towards is to get there 40 minutes or an hour and then start traveling yeah. and then if 25 minutes out of your hour are about neukoln exactly <laughs> you won't be able to yeah go outside <laughs> neukoln like you can but people will just be like who is this neukoln <laughs> your ex and that's um, she harsh dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah but i uh, do you want to go to india and try try out the scene because there's a, like a lot of comedy there it's really exciting. yeah yeah you, you should do, do it? it no yeah. i don't know i don't know if i would do it it's a bit i think I've, i get the feeling from like when i've spoken to abby about it for example uh that there's a bit of fear around it like it's not a very comfortable space to do Com like our kind of comedy like feminist mm -hmm. comedy in india yeah i don't know i watch a lot of uh indian comics on youtube and i admire them so much because there are a few comedians female comics who are uh just going for it you know and sometimes i see their video and i personally find them so funny mm -hmm. so funny and i can see them struggling on stage because the crowd is not comfortable yeah. <laughs> with what they're saying and they yeah. still like go for it but i think that's the fun i mean how cool would it be to do all your dirty jokes and make a crowd comfy with that and i think that's part of the art i agree i agree and that's yeah, that also connects to the german comedy thing too it's like oh. <clears throat> yeah like like being able to yeah being able to bring people into your world enough for them to feel comfortable yeah to laugh at this stuff that's Mm, confronting and uh yeah like generally speaking like what you wouldn't bring up at a dinner party yeah <laughs> or maybe you would <laughs> i would <laughs> after a few drinks <laughs> not even like. not even just start the party with exactly yeah. I've, I've always enjoyed seeing other people uncomfortable with yeah. topics like yeah. it's the most i think I think that's a comedian mentality as well. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want to push it and see how, like, what are they going to, what's going to happen? Where is the line? Exactly. <laughs> is there a line? Let's push the line this year a little more. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yes. So what's your, yeah, what do, what do you, well, okay, maybe we can go into adults only stuff. So you've got a boyfriend and you've had the same boyfriend the whole time in, in Germany? Yeah. That's amazing. I know. I tend to stay in long-term relationships. That's great. I use, I had that tendency you as well. You had that, yeah. Yeah. Like from, from the age of 18 through to 32, same. I pretty much always uh, had boyfriends. I yeah. had like a period of, in those, that period of 18 to 32, I think I ended up having maybe eight months of single time. Yeah. Which is, yeah, not enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm making up for it now. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm finding myself. Like, now I know what I like to do genuinely. Yeah. Like, I genuinely <laughs> know what I like to do. Because for years, you know, when you're in long-term relationships, it's like, oh, you, you know, you end up, in, like, all of your habits are connected to that ex or this partner or whatever. Definitely. And it's like, what do I genuinely, what I what do I like? And, you know, listening, what do I feel like doing right now? Yeah. Right? 
It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. How how old are you? I'm 26 since one year. So I'm like <laughs> almost 27. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <sighs> I don't know. Do you want It get... just gets worse from here. Nah, I I, mean, I I don't know. It's, nah. it, it's 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 what I think in my head, you know. You think that was good before? <laughs> it's going to get better. Is it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm like yeah. Maybe you, you get Why yeah. do you think it's getting worse? I don't know because I think that I don't know when you're a child you sort of associate certain ages with a certain period in your life like you just think oh when I'll be 22 I'll be this person when I'll be 24 I'll be this person when I'll be 28 mm -hmm. I'm gonna be this person mm -hmm. and then the closer you come to that age and you see how far you actually are from what you thought you would be it's yeah. just like uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> anymore about life Interesting, but you're holding yourself to these ideas that you had when you were younger about who you wanted to be. But doesn't, like, hasn't your idea of who you want to be changed? And that's why you're somewhat in a different place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like I all, yeah, but like the major idea remained the same. Like, I wanted to have it all together. So whether... <laughs> <laughs> And why are you doing comedy? Come on, babe. I know. <laughs> it's like the it's hardest just... thing to have it all together. together. Yeah, yeah, it's really like, I, yeah, I feel like being a comedian, it's like, it kind of, oh, it, there's no uh, direct, there's no direct path to like becoming a full-time comedian. Like there, it's loosely, but you know, it takes, you don't know who you're going to meet, who you're going to collaborate with, where it's going to work uh what stuff happens in your like I don't yeah know. do you wake up sometimes and do you just think why am i even doing comedy how, Some, how long on, are you doing comedy? on bad days on bad days it usually doesn't last for more than a, like an hour or so and it's yeah. usually when i've been in, env in environments that i feel like that that didn't feel supportive so i didn't feel connected to the community it's in those moments um i've been doing comedy now this is my fifth year wow um it's yeah well i started in january 2018 so yeah in january uh, 2023 it'll be five years um but i've been producing since the start of 2019 or the summer of 2019 and so we're in 2022 now but um and you've got a lot of shows yeah I you're like five days a week or more um the shows that i actually produce and host i have like a monday like every monday every sunday um and then i have like a f two fridays a month a saturday a month and then um mm, there's another one <laughs> that's, sure that's, that's yeah that's that's a lot there's yeah there's uh, i forget what else but um uh, yeah uh, i only feel like why did i start doing comedy why am i even doing this only when like there's certain shows that i've stopped doing because i feel like it's I just don't feel supported there and I don't feel, um, yeah, I end up, yeah, I had, I had two shows, uh, in the last year and afterwards I was like, why am I even doing comedy? And there's something in the psychology with myself. There's a history there with the venue, with the producers. And, um, it was funny the second time it happened, like I was riding home crying after the set, like, like crying. It was, it's so great. Whenever I'm crying on my bike, it also rains. So it's like, no one can tell. <laughs> so it's so romantic. Do you choose the time? It just happens it like just that. Happens. <laughs> I start crying. It's like, it starts raining. I'm like, so okay. So cute. Such a Parisian feeling. <laughs> Except riding through vetting and being like, <laughs> past like industrial sites. And, but, um, but it was funny because in this moment, and then the next day I was, I was super, I just, I was so depressed. And, uh, and the next day I was looking through my, my, um, my notebook where I write down like all my sets and I write down how much money I made and I write down if I hosted or whatever. And I realized that in that like week I had earned the most money in comedy that I'd earned like ever. And yet I was questioning and, that and is money so isn't cool. the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it is a bit like when you're yeah. a small time, you know, like we're in a yeah, we're in Berlin, like making money from comedy isn't the easiest thing. And yeah, and I'm I'd made like a bunch of money that week and yet I was doubting yeah. even doing it. So but those are the only times I ever question it. But it, it you know, and the sort of waking up and feeling this surreal thing of like I'm a comedian <laughs> or like when I meet people and they ask me what I do and it's like, Oh, like sometimes it hits me and other times it just feels so normal. But other times it's like, or when you, when you tour, you know, and you go some to another city and then you're like, 
oh yeah i'm i'm a comedian, I'm a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> people are like wow really like, yeah it's yeah. so weird but is you, it, yeah is it weird or is it just like uh, you just get like this reality check it's where, a reality check yeah. yeah it's like i just never expected to be in this place i never expected and uh yeah but it's yeah it goes you know there are occasional moments where it's surreal then it be- it's becoming more and more normal but um but you yeah but you like you question why you're doing it or what yeah i mean sometimes i think because you talked about having it all together and yeah. why did you choose comedy mm. i think um Well, we all have you don't choose comedy what you don't choose comedy yeah I think. comedy chooses you yeah, totally. do you think so i think so yeah. if you if you really want it um like if it if it hits you you can't choose what's inside you like you can't choose what you like yeah you can't you can't you just like some stuff you can't yeah it's like your parents your environment your what you've been exposed to and just like something weird inside like how your dna whatever um that's what dictates what you like and if comedy is something you know you can get damaged away from doing something that you love so some people have a really hard time with comedy and just can't but i think if you i don't think you choose it no insane because that's how i started doing comedy i uh it just i just i actually went to a women empowerment conference yeah i didn't want to i just wanted to go home <laughs> i was made to come there because a friend was attending and i just got her text she's like you have to come you have to come you have to come and i was just an intern in munich uh-huh. and i was just like i just want to go home but i was staying at her home because uh-huh. i yeah and then i was like okay i mean i'm fine maybe i get a ride back home in her car because you know we lived like so close together mm-hmm. i lived live so close by and then i was like okay I, i'll go attend and then the the person who was hosting the conference he just made us all sit in a circle and do an exercise where we had to come to the center of the room there was going to be like a basket full of pa- mm-hmm. papers with a word in it mm-hmm. and i had to come there pick it up and talk on that word for like 3 4 minutes yeah. and he just 3 int- 4 minutes is a long time yeah. Think, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's there's some comedy improv shows that do this which is yeah it's like a speaking exercise or yeah i forget what the there's a name for the the show concept that does this but yep yeah, go on mm-hmm. and then um so this he just introduced this concept as soon as it was my turn because before that he was just asking everyone to introduce themselves and <laughs> i was like okay that's easy i can just talk about myself that's fine easy. but to come there and pick up this word and talk about it and then the word that i picked up was called fear huh. and then <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay and I had to talk 3 minutes so I just talked about the day uh that day at work where I uh, like my biggest fear was people who were super intimidating which was the receptionist of my office like she had the kind of face that a receptionist should not have she was like super like like you know super german and she had <laughs> received some letters from me and I just had to take them back and she had opened those letters and it was like a whole thing because my coworkers were saying she's not allowed to open your letters it's like crime in germany a mm-hmm. sin to open someone's letter what the fuck she opened your letter yep. you have to go and confront her and then I had to go and confront her and I was so scared and then it was it was just i forget like the whole experience but as i was talking about it everybody in the room started laughing <laughs> and the host after that later on came up to me and said actually i'm a stand up comedian and i think you should definitely try doing stand up comedy fantastic because it seemed like you were enjoying telling the story mm-hmm. and you were very much in the moment mm-hmm. and it was so natural mm-hmm. that I think in comedy that's gold. Yeah. That's what he said and I did I just tried it afterwards and now here we are. Fuck yeah, that's a beautiful. That's a beautiful origin story. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's like kind of cute. And it starts, <laughs> it starts with fear as well. Like, yes. so and which is com- comedy is that, right? It's like yeah. conf- it's like a big fear. It's like confronting your mm-hmm. fears and your and yeah. your yeah ba- and your past fear like yeah. uh, kind of yeah if you can tie fear to trauma as well it's like so much of comedy is it's it's not trauma dumping it's trauma processing so that other people can feel like they're not alone in their fucked upness as well which is the most beautiful thing yeah. about comedy just like releasing your fears and traumas when you listen to it yeah and then another thing that i would just wanted to add on yeah. your uh, thing thing about being in long term relationships and yeah. just like trying to find out like who or how do you want to spend your time yeah. i feel like 
this time mm-hmm. in this long term relationship mm-hmm. which is my third one mm-hmm. uh what i'm trying to do is just like trying to do what i would any day do, anyway do and yeah. then just like trying to set boundaries like okay now this is me time yeah and like please and it's hard especially when it you is. live together to set boundaries but like i think it's just the understanding that you build with your partner that sounds great that sounds really good that sounds healthier than a lot of uh relationships that i had i did i did try to do that but yeah it depends on the person it depends on the dynamic but um yeah that's good that you're yeah you're you're but it's hard out. i do a lot of other toxic stuff too so <laughs> i don't think it do. makes up <laughs> we all yeah it's it's crazy like i talk about all of my relationship ex not all of them but like a lot of of my ex previous relationships were quite unhealthy like at least the last uh mind you yeah i think that's yeah. why we are comedians i think so yeah i so. Mm, and so but i know that i like the thing is when a relationship has been unhealthy i have also contributed to that unhealthiness like it wasn't like they weren't monsters like we were monsters together and like 50-50 mm-hmm. it's like your evil meets their evil it, oh, totally <laughs> totally actually um i was speaking to dan stern i was having one of my many moments that i've had in the last two years where i get to a show and i'm like my life is great i just miss love you know i miss being in love i really why can't i be in love again i'm so tired of not being in love like why ah and uh, and he was talking he's like okay so let's talk about the kind of guys you're going for and i was like okay i feel like i'm getting real help here and he was like the the best like one of the important things that people don't talk about with relationship is relationships is that you need to balance each other's evil so like one person is going to be a bad a, like a worse person than the other and so maybe in your past relationships mm, you've been with people that were like you were too good and they were too evil or the other way around and i'm like i don't know that makes sense yeah, yeah you have to be maybe you have to share your evils so mm-hmm. it doesn't like so it doesn't become this big evil big evil yeah. yeah so like with my ex-husband like i think i've got a bit of evil in me but he really enjoyed the evil like he was yeah and i think i don't know i i haven't quite figured out like analyzed how this would work because i would think that if someone's like i think i'm a good person but the more the more i <laughs> i reflect on that and the more i'm doing comedy so the more honest i am with myself because it comes out and i have like um I have some people to compare it with so it's like oh i'm the only one talking about cheating on my exes or i'm the only one um you know I, you get you get uh, with comedy you get this direct feedback loop and so it's like oh that is who i am oh <laughs> and i think that I, is hilarious <laughs> right like, and i think i am bad compared to like i but it's okay to be bad yeah. you can't <laughs> Yeah, I think it's totally fine to be bad. You can't see if you know you're bad. That's actually good. <laughs> oh my god. Don't you think? Don't, yeah. don't you think so? Like mm-hmm. yeah, you're bad, but you know it. And yeah. that sort of makes up for being bad. And so you yeah. can just yeah. Cuz I can I can I can like the thing is I will address the bad stuff that I've done, right? Like yeah. I will always acknowledge it and I and I don't like deny it. I don't gaslight people. I gaslight myself where I'm like I'm not bad. But no, like there's, you know, I do stuff. I do like there's there's tendencies the like the you know, the death drive and the the death drive. The death drive? What's that? Um like it's like the the death drive. It's um it sounds like something from Star Wars. <laughs> it's like death drive. Um I I might be calling it uh incorrectly but um and who was it? I think it was Sigmund Freud who like no one likes right? And I know females like him. But um this idea that we I forget who it was. This idea that we subconsciously want to kill ourselves. Like off sometimes we consciously want to kill ourselves, but like the idea that we 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 engage in behaviors uh and we get excited unconsciously subconsciously because it's dangerous and yeah. it, it could kill us ah uh-huh. yeah maybe maybe not all of us maybe just some of us or, or like it's they you know it depends i think maybe it's to do with how much work you've done on your trauma but yeah. there's like you know certain you know we we all the idea is that we all have this kind of drive to like subconscious drive to to danger Yeah. Like roller coasters, you yeah, know. Yeah, like, yeah, that I can understand. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Cool. I didn't maybe. know that before. That's a good or like wanting to, you know, like the appeal of having sex with someone without contraception in a Ooh. What are you on contraception? 
If you don't want to answer, that's totally no, fine. No, I'm not. You're not uncontroversial. I'm, I'm not uncontroversial. Fuck I, yes. Yeah. I support you Yeah, entirely. you do. I hormonal contraception <laughs> and all the things that uh, we're told yeah, to put Yeah, it changes. Yeah, it just changes your body. And mm-hmm. so, I don't know. It's not a thing because in Germany... Girls are like on contraception since they're 16 yes. or whatever. Same and in Australia. Yeah. Okay. And it's not because you can't have sex in India before marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's like not a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after marriage, you're supposed to have kids. So nobody's promoting contraception at all. Yeah. Um, so when I came here and I go to know that's what's happening. I don't know. Yeah. I think I'm with you. I think it's too much. I don't want to change my body like that. It just seems so um, intense. So... I'm missing the word, like so mm. intense, uh, harsh. It, yeah, it's aggressive. Some, it's is aggressive, the word yeah. that I'm looking for. And it's just like it's such a massive, like so, you know, like taking all the responsibility of not getting pregnant and like changing your entire body makeup, like changing yeah. your hormones, like yeah. How dare anyone suggest that we take? Yeah, hormones? like yeah, you take hormones to ah. To deal with seriously, like like if you mental wanna... health issues, yeah. I should probably take some pills for that. You reckon? What kind of mental health issues do you think you? I have? think it could be. Uh, I think ADHD, mm-hmm. bipolar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. It's a funny thing. Have you ever like googled your symptoms and you just think you have all of them? I've googled bipolar many times, and I realize I I, I don't I don't I'm not bipolar, okay. but I sometimes feel when I'm feeling extreme, like I have I'll have dips, <laughs> waves of where I get very 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 down. Um, next year I'm going to try uh, taking vitamin D in winter. I've never done that before. And what is that? Is that for a mental illness? It's just um, because we like the sun. When you the sun gives us you know vitamin D and vitamin D really does help um, your mental stability apparently, and usually once a year like I have I have dark moments you know yeah. here and there, yeah. but uh, but usually every January I get really dark. Yeah. And uh, this year it was February and um, and so I'm gonna try next year to take vitamin D, but yeah so it's in these moments where I like. I sometimes, I would say like once or twice a year, I will genuinely consider suicide. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Around January. Yeah, it's always January. January, February. January is the worst month. It's so it is. I had this conversation with a friend. January is officially the worst month of the whole year. Because, I yeah, me too. It's like, it's, yeah. Because in December, you still have Christmas and lights and, and glue wine. And New Year coming up as yeah. well. And I and love yeah. New Year so much. And, yeah. you know, and Christmas is fine. Yeah. In January. January. Nothing. You should invent a holiday for January. I think everyone should just have to leave Northern Europe yeah. in January. I for mean, a bit. that's why so many dark crimes happen in Europe. Have you like, like the history is just like, that's why they went to other countries and traumatized us because they were so fucked up here in January. I Someone think- recently said all wars start in February. Or, yeah, yeah, I can totally believe that. I could believe it too. I, I that hasn't been fact che- fact checked, and I, I believe the person who said it also had not fact checked that. <laughs> but I can believe it if that's living here for six years. I can totally yeah. believe it. Yeah. Like January, people go crazy, and Feb they start colonizing other yeah. countries. Yeah, I right? think that's. I think the K. I think the East India Company probably came in February. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I wanted to ask you: Have you ever? Uh, because if you're looking for love and you have a show called Adults Only Comedy where all adults are coming on the weekend in like a good mood, have you ever been hit on by a, by an audience member? Yeah, yeah. And is it is it like, are they cool looking guys who are hitting or are they just weirdos? Look, they're all wonderful people. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's... But I sense a but coming, but that's such a sweet start to the sentence. But, um, but the thing is, I uh, when you host shows um, and you've got your own show, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, you've got a part like a boyfriend, but when you're um, when you're hosting a show, there's a different power dynamic between you and the audience. So you, as a host, as a producer, you've got to make them happy pretty much the whole time. Like that's your job. And so there's a real yeah power imbalance. If someone's hitting on you when you're the host, it's like, dude, I'm being nice to you because that's my job right now. Yeah, that's- you're not flirting. You're not. Well, like I'm dirty <laughs> as fuck, and I like can sound like I'm flirting, but it doesn't yeah. mean. 
Um, and, uh, and I can do crowd work that sounds like, you know, yeah, we can fuck later. But like, of course, then I just like, I say goodbye and that's the end of the show. Um, but, um, but I, when I do sets, I, when I do sets. <laughs> I, I thought you said when I do sets. Sex, yeah, right. No, yeah. well, sometimes they coincide. No, but uh, if I'm at someone else's show and I do a set and someone hits on me afterwards, it's usually, yeah, I, I've, I've been more open to uh, going with, going, going with that uh when i'm not in that position of power when it's just like they saw me perform and they liked it and it wasn't like i was just doing my own thing i don't have to be friendly to them have you ever been on a date with uh, a follow-up date with an audience member that hit on you after a set yeah 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 i was seeing a guy uh at the end of last year and he kind of saved my january but because of him not because of him but you know because of how that ended my february was it was February that got dark and like super depressing. Uh, yeah. So and also with Valentine's Day, it sucks. I didn't even feel Valentine's Day this year. Oh, okay. Were you so numb? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a beautiful Valentine's Day. I was very, I was aware of it being Valentine's Day, but I didn't feel lonely at all um, because I actually met up with uh, an audience member, <laughs> a woman who um, at Inside Jokes, where we uh, workshop joke ideas, I'd started working on this idea about freezing my eggs because I'm 35. My mom's like, you should freeze your eggs. You should freeze your eggs. What I, I want your grandchildren, Anna. And um, and so I was working on this bit and there, was, there were two women in the audience and they got really affected by this joke uh, development and writing and the jokes that the dudes on the panel were saying as well. And they were like, look, it's a really sensitive issue. And they felt really triggered. We talked and it was, it was all good and it was really insightful. And then one of them was like, Hey, let's talk after the show. And then she was like, let's meet up for a wine. I had my eggs frozen. Uh, I know all the information. She's German as well. She's like, I have spreadsheets about all the costs. <laughs> I love Germans and the spreadsheets. Mm, me too. I think it was it's just... It's just... I hate it when they expect me to make it. It's like... I've started making spreadsheets. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're integrating. I really, yeah. really am. I uh, And I get joy uh, from the spreadsheets. Oh so I spent Valentine's Day first having a glass of wine with this woman, telling me all the information about the egg freezing process, the emotional impact, financial, everything. Super interesting. And then, um, and then I went to the same show um the inside jokes and i hung out had a really lovely show with uh my male comedian friends and then went to new york comedy and just like boys on boys on boys just talking shit and i had such a nice valentine's day i didn't feel for a second amazing like i was missing anything amazing yeah that's how it should be did you I celebrate with your boyfriend what did we do oh yeah we went for dinner at eight and then we were in bed by nine <laughs> That's living the life. That is, that is, I like it. It's a very boring, basic life, which is so contrary to the stuff I do on on stage yeah. or on Instagram. Yeah. But I like it that way because I know that there are people out there suffering and I want to be part of that. Like, I want to be part of that crowd. You want to be part of the people that are suffering? Yeah, because I was suffering before. I am suffering in so many other areas of my life. And so I just like when I just, I don't want to talk about happy stuff. You know, I yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. don't want to make stuff for happy people. No. It's like not my audience. You were really in the right country for doing just, <laughs> doing comedy. <laughs> Just like don't go you know to the south of europe no for la no they're too happy no they're too happy and racist also <laughs> yeah, south also. of germany yeah. south of germany oh i mean like south europe because in like when i performed in italy or um when i was at Ten in tenerife last week two weeks ago <gasps> such happy audiences that were just wow. already happy so wow. making them laugh was so easy, easy. Mm. yeah i think yeah we should give ourselves some credit for making Germans laugh. Really? Right? The tough grounds. I also had another question for like, okay, so when you went on, when you went on a date with somebody from your audience, were mm. they expecting to see the Anna on stage? Uh, I don't know what they were expecting. So, but did you like feel this vibe where like, mm. you know, where, okay, they maybe like the person who I am on stage, but who you are on stage is a part of you or it's an exaggerated most, part yeah an exaggerated yeah. part yeah. of yeah. you but not the whole you and yeah. if they fell in love with you or had a crush on you yeah with a certain part of you do they expect you to bring that part in everyday life mm. I, don't, I don't know like the thing is the guy that i was saying like the two 
how many guys have I seen after shows? I think I was seeing one German guy and then this Romanian guy and they only really saw me at one show. And then I think they were, I think they were satisfied with what I brought yeah. off stage. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I think that one of the main things that's difficult is people accepting that I do comedy every night. And like I'm seeing this new guy who I You're didn't meet at a show. Of the night. I'm a woman of the I'm like I'm I work a lot. Like I work a lot. Like I'm if you're producing that many shows, uh, I'm doing a lot of marketing. I'm so during the days like there will be periods where I have to I have to work. Like I don't have a day off. Yeah. You know? And that's fine. Like I will take periods of the day off. But uh and then nights, I do try and take a night off, but I also make music. And uh, oh, wow, I didn't know that. That's it, so cool. It's fun. Yeah, we're we're almost fin- like we're just fin- finishing the final edits of our first album, and then we're going to be able to push it out. But um, but yeah, so I do try and take like a night off for music, and then a night off for social stuff. But like honestly, the night off for social stuff usually. Like, for example, this week I'm seeing this guy, and he wants to go to the movies, and I was like, yeah, let's do it on Tuesday, and then. I forgot that I asked for a spot at Laughing Spree. So I'm on Laughing Spree. And then I was like, Wednesday. And then I didn't really, and then I got the message today from Darkest Thoughts that like, I've I've got a spot there. And I'm like, oh, they've got a new venue. Like I want to do that. And so, and every other night I've already got shows booked. And it's just like, I, I want to go to the movies, but honestly, Batman is not as important to me as comedy. (laughs) Yeah. I totally, totally get that. So I think the issue with people liking me from comedy is them then realizing that, yeah, I like that's. Um, I do need to start, you know, making a bit of time if I ro- want a relationship. But I'm always free after my shows, you know, and like come fuck me later. Exactly, like fuck me later after shows for at least the first three months, and then I'll start taking time off for you. Yeah, like one night a week, I could do that. Yeah, earn it. Could you? <laughs> could I? <laughs> could you one night a week? I'm not bad with breakfasts, you know. Like yeah, I, breakfast know, is a good time, right? Like, yeah. Come over and then we can have the date just in reverse. And then occasionally yeah. we could do something, you know, like if I do an early show, then I can do a, you know, dinner and, and a movie for yeah, sure. Yeah, a movie that starts at 10. Exactly. After you've done two shows, first half. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, that's, I think that's the main issue for men. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's also something that I'm working out in my relationship yeah. because it's like, uh, you never have time because I have a full-time job. Yeah. And I love my job because it's in fashion. I love fashion. Great. And then I do social media content creation and nobody I don't think people realize that creating content is actually a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And editing, posting, creating, yeah. and thinking of ideas and mm-hmm. then stand-up comedy, producing mm-hmm. shows, marketing them, uh batch creating content because I do Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, not LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> Why not? Though? Why not? <laughs> I do LinkedIn for my work, but yeah. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram—it's—it's mm. it's already a lot of lot of different stuff. Photo shoots, video shoots. So I also don't have a lot of time, and I hear this a lot. But that's what I mean. Like, even if you're in a long-term relationship, you just like have to sometimes set boundaries because, yeah. like, I don't know. It's like I don't think about getting married or having kids or any of you're that. You're still young, stuff. though. Twenty-seven. Yes. I got married when I was twenty-seven, but um, would you recommend it to your listeners? No, getting- no, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it. But if you want to do it, I like all power to. But I, yeah, I don't see the point unless you're getting papers. And then even if you're getting papers, I think uh, the most the the story that I'm hearing the most at the moment for why to get married is uh, that you have a baby and claiming um, paternity, so like claiming fatherhood for a child is way is is quite a bit of work. And so just getting married before the baby comes out means you don't have to do that. The, the I, father you, doesn't have to claim paternity. Ah, uh, it sounds so complicated. Already, I, right? I yeah. zoned out a little. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, if you get pregnant, yeah, I'd say get married so that that way that dude has to be responsible for the baby. Um, mm. Or if you want to abort, you can also just have an abortion. You can also have an abortion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm at the point where if I got pregnant now. I don't, I really, like, my mom would be like, Anna, you cannot, like, you want a child, why would you abort it? But I'm also like, oh, at this point in my career where I'm like, give me two more years and I'll be more established and stable and bringing a child into the world won't uh, slow me down as much. It'll be just like, okay. And that's fair for you and the child, Yeah. to yeah. be honest. 
it's, it it's, is. But I'm I'm old, so like 35, my eggs are already, you know, getting pretty lazy and uh, less of them. And uh, yeah, so if I do want to get pregnant in two years' time, in two years' time, it is going to be harder. Like scientifically speaking, it's going to be much harder for me to get pregnant and maybe not yeah. possible. It's, I hate this about our bodies. I mean, I love our bodies, but it's like, why does there have to be like a bloody clock that we have to think about? Oh, like, men yeah. are not thinking about that. No. It's so insane. Yes. They're not going crazy once a month for five days. I love my body and like my hormones and, and I love I love the I love the whole thing a lot. Um, I love menstruating. I love all of that. What I really resent, though, is... Um, that there's no information like there's a lot of and this is what this woman who I met up with on Valentine's Day talking about eggs said she's like it makes me so angry that people have this idea that you can easily get pregnant at 40 because they see a few women that have had that happen but the statistics and if you look for every woman that got pregnant at 40 there is like she was like there's like hundreds of women who destroyed their lives through the fertility pro like um, IVF trying to get pregnant depression sound like the amount of money it takes to go it's through it's pretty that. expensive it's expensive right? like germany's cheap compared to the states like for example to freeze your eggs basically we've got to wrap this up to freeze your eggs basically in in europe it's around it's around seven thousand euro wow and then it's about 500 euro a year to store the eggs in the freezer <laughs> yeah that's insane yeah um and then in the states though it's like twenty thousand okay twenty thousand wow, dollars yeah i can't even think about it now the the thing that makes that makes her angry it makes me angry now is that there's no it's this whole thing of oh you can get pregnant at 40 oh it happens no also it's that your eggs start deteriorating or like like get less um reduce um the best time to freeze your eggs is when you're 25 so why the fuck <laughs> Are people not telling us this? Why is this whole conversation of fertility only really starting to come into women's heads when they hit 33, 34, when already that's getting to a point where the eggs are far from their best state? So it's like, why aren't we encouraging young women to freeze their eggs? Why is it not part of our health insurance? Exactly. If you want women in the workforce, why are you not contributing the taxes that mm -hmm. everybody pays mm -hmm. For women to help freeze their eggs mm -hmm. so that they can work longer mm -hmm. and in turn contribute to the economy mm -hmm. and then... And contribute to the population later. And contribute to the fucking population mm -hmm. later yeah. to get the fucking human race running along with your bloody business. Exactly. That is so insane. Okay, that's a great <sighs> note to wrap Yeah, your... we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm like tingling with like, ah, good. All right, would you like to plug anything? Um, I have a show, Hose of Berlin. Yeah. And um and it, the info is on my Instagram. It's Gory B. And that's G A U R I B. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Um if you don't follow my Instagram yet, please do that. I'm going to start advertising that at the start of at the start of these recordings. Um cool. So uh, that has been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Thank you so much and uh goodbye. Goodbye. Um